Welcome to me in. Ha-ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour ya an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Cara Trust Inn. Bonjour, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Mike, and to my left we have... Buenos dias. This is Ryan. Uh, I'll be playing Kincaid the Sorcerer. On last episode, Kincaid met an ogre named Sue, who looked an awful lot alike the ogre on the pirate ship when he was imprisoned. Kincaid finally learned that, yeah, everyone has an opposite. So he kind of learned that lesson the hard way that there's like a good person in Ivana, then not so nice person in Dorma. Yep. At least that's what you're putting together. That's what I'm putting together. Hey everybody, this is Nick. I will be playing Vaso the Half-Orc Barbarian. Last episode, Vaso was feeling pretty nostalgic when he came upon that farm town, Stamperton, and he hung out with Farmer Joe and helped him out on the farm for a day and got the sleep in a hammock right on the farm, so just felt like home for him. Bonasara. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Sam. I play Woods, the Elven Ranger, and last time, I mean... It was pretty, I don't know, anticlimactic for Woods. She met a ogre named Sue. She played with a baby bobcat. They fought some Danoa. So just pretty good old stock episode for her. Last episode we finished with you guys camped out on the perch of a ridge where you are overlooking the ruined remains of Carhang. As a reminder, that is the fallen capital of the humans where the perimeter is at. Oh, Wasn't yeah. there a battle Huge, going on? massive battle with like gaping rifts. Yep. In uh, the order of the light. I don't want to be here. As you guys are looking down from your, I'm pitching like a little spot where you just sat down to like kind of rest and look out over the scenery. You're looking down at an ever-changing landscape of swirling light and darkness. So this is a giant rift that's all over Carhang. But picture it, it's not like just a solid black mass, but it's like shadow and light. The rift is opening and closing, but kind of like fighting with each other. That's kind of what you're seeing down is that kind of swirling madness. And you see that there is a bunch of Danoa that are engaged with Order of Light people. And some of them are winning, some of them are losing. It's just like a constant battle going back and forth. That's what you guys see. Are we reminiscing about being in the void and seeing the <gasps> planets swirling? And yes. Yeah, you know, this is what's happening. I'm not. In I present. just am in awe. Like not reminiscing at all. Just almost speechless is the things that are happening. You said we were sitting there watching, so I thought, oh, okay. Spectator sport. Yeah, you definitely feel like you're a spectator sport at this point because you're still, I'd say, probably two miles from the perimeter because you're just, like, up on this mountain looking down at it. If you remember when you were talking to Ogre Sue, they had said that you would go south and then there was, like, a little drop-off where you would see the perimeter, but, you know, they didn't go past that point, and that's where you guys are at. You're at that little drop-off. Why, why did we come here again? I don't... I, <laughs> I, just to it see was it? your or? idea. That's true. Since we were just so close, since it's kind of the epicenter of everything, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of see yeah. this is what wild was going on. But I can't. And, like, Woods is, like, hood up, like, really starting to freak out. Guys, I don't... I don't know what's happening. How do you feel? Yeah, how do I feel? <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I feel any sort of agitation? You're still far enough away that you wouldn't feel angry or anything like that yet. Yeah, I guess Vaso, he's like, part of him wants to go and like, you know, join the battle, but also part of him's like, he, he, 
I don't know. He doesn't know what to do. Okay. You know, at this point. All right. We can't can, go down there. Can you pull out your Gnomus tapestry and see sure. where it's pointing? Yeah. I'll pull it out. Yeah. We need to go. I'm just curious if, well, if Gnomus might be here, then yeah. maybe we'd yeah, go. So, but if it's uh, pointing us in the other direction, yeah, I don't know if I want to get involved with the yeah. order and risk you two getting caught. Right. Although I'm sure they're not looking for you down there, but I don't know. You know what? If <laughs> they're, they're obviously down there. fighting. Can we just? Can I roll perception? Sure. I want to see if I can see Benson or some. You know anyone? I ooh twenty <laughs> with a plus five, so twenty five. All right. So with a twenty five, we've already established you see Order of Light, and they're in the battle of Random Noah. You do see, as you're watching the battle, that there are flying Denoa, but then there's also Order of Light people on Pegasi that are battling them also. Uh, is going to pull out his tapestry. Okay. And is it pulling somewhere? or? Yes. Your tapestry would be pulling you off kind of like at a 45-degree angle, so not down by the perimeter, but off to the side. Not quite like a total 90-degree tangent to it, but kind of off to the side. Okay. You would, would put that-, that as the south... Southwest. Okay, so it's actually pointing away from Black Bay, Bay Harbor now? No, it's still pointing towards Black Bay Harbor. Because you guys only have gone, what, four days south in a world, so it's hindsight. But it's pointing in the opposite direction of Car Hang. Yeah, kind of like a 40. So if you're looking at Car Hang, 45 degrees to your right, that's kind of the way it's pulling you. Got it. Uh, yep. The other thing that Woods notices with your Nat 20, I'm going to give you a little bit more information. One of them, you see a base camp that's got kind of like a recovery station set up. And you actually spot Dr. Graves. Dr. Vanessa Graves is in attendance. And you also notice as you're looking around the battle that only about half of the dedicated like watchtowers or trenches are manned by the Order of Light people. What's the other half? Unmanned. Do we feel like they're losing? Yes. You feel like they are having a difficult time. You see a lot of people in the recovery camp area. And Dr. Graves is has a contingent of healers with her that are, are kind of trying to take care of everyone. Again, you're about two miles away, so they don't see you, but this is what you're seeing from... Do I recognize any of the order members? You do not. I will follow your all's lead. If you want to go down there, like I, I, I feel like I feel like this is something that might have happened in the past year. Because... We see Dr. Graves down there, uh, lots of order members down there. Like that we... That we was, would have known about this. Like if this was yeah, happening... If, when, when when we were in the order, yeah. we would have known. So that, this is new, you think? Yeah. We can't go down there. I mean, I want to. Like I, like Vanessa was a friend of ours. Like I want to do that, but we can't. She, she knows us. And if we're still wanted, she'll have no choice. Kincaid, what are you doing? I mean, this you're looking pretty disguised. <laughs> yeah, but she's still going to know us. Kincaid, I think, is waiting for his party members to make a decision because okay. he he doesn't care about the order. He, yep. But if they want to go down there, he's kind of in it now. But yep. he is watching to make sure nothing's sneaking up on us. He's right. doing his good patrol. You can roll your perception check with a advantage. 19. All right. So you start hearing some hoof prints kind of coming up behind you. And they're kind of off to the side. You're hearing quite a few hoof prints. I'm going to look at you all and give you a very, like, stern look. Like, try to catch your attention without making noise. Like, and I'm going to tell you to, like, get down. I'm going to do, like, <laughs> you guys something's are in the walking. Your, you guys are in the middle of your conversation, so I'm going to have you roll a... Actually, I would probably go over and, like... Physically touch us. Touch you and, like, <laughs> okay. pull, pull, pull you, pull you what? down. What? Shh. 
Something's coming. I'm gonna hide. I am gonna cast silence uh, around a twenty foot sphere of us. Okay. That means people can't hear us, right? You can't hear each other either. That's fine. I don't want people to hear us. I don't need to roll. I cast it. So when I do this, like you guys by this point understand what I'm doing. So I yeah, you've done it before. We will have worked out like hand signals. Like we know we can't talk, but we understand. I don't want anyone to find us. Are you going to also hide or are you just casting silence? No, we're going to hide. I thought I would be crouching down. Yeah. All right. Everybody go ahead and roll a, I guess, a stealth check. <laughs> Crit fail. 12. Oh, <laughs> but we're silence. It's not like you made noise. You're probably just standing up. 23. <laughs> Get 23, down. 12 and a crit fail. So you guys cast silence and Kincaid and Woods kind of duck off and hide behind some like boulders that are sticking out. And the only thing that's left in that little vicinity that you guys are sitting on was like this little tree stump. So Vasa, you try to like duck behind this tree stump, but you accidentally trip over it. And so you fall on the other side. And right as you are kind of like starting to get back up again, two large Denoa creatures come out that are basically like centaurs, but they are Denoa creatures. Picture a centaur, but with like a scorpion tail on it. Oh, sweet. And they see you. They are already kind of stalking you. That's what you had noticed. And now they definitely see their enemy, so they are going to charge. They are going to have the first round of initiative, but you guys can roll to see what place so you go in. Enemy, or you can decide. Enemy one and two is... Just put enemy one. I'll just have them go on the same time. I figure Woods would probably go next because she's ranged attack. I'll go after Woods. Since Vaso tripped, you can go in. <laughs> Vaso's crit fail puts him at the end. That works for me. Does Dang that work for you? I feel like I wasted that spell, but I also felt exactly what Woods would do because she is so paranoid right now. And I like, think it's good. She heard, she heard like Hovebrands and she instantly thought Damien and like... No, I thought it was a great and I gave them disadvantage on their wisdom checks because they didn't have sound also, but it didn't help that <laughs> yeah. Vasa just tripped and fell into the open, so... Yeah, I like to screw things up, you know. That's fine. It seems like what the barbarian should do in a hiding situation. We're, uh, we, we are not rolling in a shiv. Shiv was already given. All right. So they are going to do a charge attack on you. So they're bounding out, and they're going to lift their hooves up and try to slam down on you. A nine. That misses. Okay. So then the next person comes out, and they get a critical 28. I imagine that hits you. Well, I crit, uh, yeah, I crit I always so. hits. <laughs> it is 17 bludgeoning damage. Kincaid's a little damage from his uh, previous previous encounter. So, well, hopefully oh I don't hit gosh. you because they hit pretty hard. And then as he's kind of like stomped down on you, so you, I'll picture you're starting to get back up and then these hooves just kind of pin you down to the ground. This serpent tail kind of comes bite around to, to sting at you. And I assume a 26 hits you. So you're, Yeah, that hits. <laughs> so you're going to take eight slashing damage. Oh, I guess piercing damage. Sorry. And that is their turn. They're both in melee with Vaso, since they, they haven't see seen us, you right? guys yet. Correct. So you could run away and be free if you wanted to. Yeah, just leave Vaso. All right, I'm going to... You said I'm behind a big boulder. You are behind a big boulder. So I'm going to peek out, pump two arrows into the big guy. The one that's on Vaso or the one that's missed him? No, the one that hit him. Okay, sounds good. 23 to hit. 23 hits. 12 damage. 17 to hit. It hits. Eight damage. Did we decide if Callus Slayer... I think we did decide you could use it on the second. On the second one? Uh, another seven. I'm going to leave Silence up until 
I either feel like it's unnecessary or Kincaid signals me to take it down. Okay, sounds good. So that way the battle is going on in silence, so you're not going to alert anything else yeah. that might be rummaging in the forest. Well, all my spells have a vocal component, <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, if you, could, uh, you just have to signal me and I'll take it down. You could also leave That was going to leave. It's a 20-foot. Yep. So, so I can, can just... I'm going to move 20 feet Yep. So you, you move back. until you can start hearing yourself, like the feet, and you know, okay, you're out of the silence yeah. bubble. Okay, so there are two... There are two basically centaur Noah that have scorpion tails. But they're both around. They're both around Vaso. Uh, they haven't even noticed you yet since they are now engaged in a battle and you were hiding when they first appeared. How far away would you say I'm? Let's see, it's 20 feet, so you're probably 30 feet. 25, 30 feet. I don't know, however, trying, to, trying to do the Pythagorean theorem. However far you <laughs> wanted to stop. I would a say you could probably get up to... C squared. You could probably get to 50 feet away if you wanted to in your mm-hmm. movement speed since you weren't right next to Vaso. Yeah, but both of the scorpion centaurs were within five feet of him. Correct. Okay. I'm going to cast Witch Bolt okay. at a second level. Oh, like it. Are you going to target the one that's got arrows in it now? Yeah. Okay. Kincaid knows he's a little vulnerable after the last attack, so he's trying to stay. All right. Trying to stay out of it. Attack roll. Natural 20. All right. You definitely hit. All right. So with the spell damage, it's the same thing? Yep, it is. So it's... 2d12. Okay, so 24. 24 plus another Ooh. 2d12. Yep. Right? 5, 10, another 15. So 24 and 15 would be 39. 39. Look at you. Which just like whips her head around. <laughs> that is a huge. You guys don't even see it. You just see this like big bolt go boom and he kind of gets thrown off to his side. So you're no longer pinned by it because that nat 20 is going to knock the centaur Denoa prone. So it kind of like knocks him off his feet because it was just so hard. And it's still attached, right? That's the one that oh, yeah, I can, it, maintains yeah. it. Okay. It is not looking too good. It like has a hole in the side of it. <laughs> okay. That ends my turn. And then that brings us up to Vaso. You're no longer pinned, but you are prone. So you're on the ground. Don't okay. step into the crackling beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Vaso, you know, after he tripped and then got attacked, you know, he's kind of on edge so he's gonna go into rage okay that makes sense um, to me he's gonna get up and he's gonna swing at the closest guy all right i would say you'd probably target the one that is on the ground because you are so angry at it specifically yeah. so you're gonna have advantage on your attack roll okay 24 <laughs> it's golly we're so strong <laughs> well it helps when you roll 20s <laughs> 12 damage okay you chop off one of its hooves, but it still has its tail, and it's swinging around trying to hit you with its tail. Okay. Do I still have advantage on my second attack? You do. Okay. 25. <laughs> still hits. Woo! Six damage. That is just enough. So you catch the tail of this Danoa creature, and you just, like, Herculean, like, swing and just slam it into the ground on the other side. So you kill the horse with bludgeoning damage from swinging it around. Nice. And that one is turns into a dark shark, obviously. <laughs> that brings us up to our enemies. I guess my witch bolt gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you highlighted it for him. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one right my little targeting spell. One. The other one still hasn't been shot by either of you guys, so it's just going to continue focusing on the barbarian. 
since it's not charging, it's going to do its multi-attack, which is three things. So it goes up on his hooves to kind of, like, come down on you. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Nay. Uh, 15 probably misses. Uh, uh, meets. Meets. All right. So it does 12 bludgeoning damage as it kind of hits into your chest. And then mm. it's going to try to bite you with its teeth. 25 probably hits. Yep. For five piercing damage. And then it tries to hit you with its tail. 16 probably hits. Yep. For five piercing damage. And I took half on all those, so. Yeah, luckily you went into rage. Kincaid, go ahead and roll a reception check. You're outside the silence, so you can hear this, yeah. 15. You start hearing kind of like a... And you turn around and you see that there's this, like, withered husk of a creature that's kind of just meandering out of the woods. Kind of looks very weak and not very strong, but that's what's kind of coming up. Is it Denoa? It is Denoa. That's what you see. You have no idea what this creature is. But for the listeners and for my players, it would look a lot like a, a mummy zombie. We get out of here. He's not doing anything. He's just closing the distance. So he's coming towards me? Yes. Okay. You're the only one that's outside of it, and you just made noise with your witch bolt, so. But he's slowly. How far away <laughs> he's is he from me? Slowly. He's probably 50 feet away from you. Okay. <laughs> that brings us up to Woods. I don't think you would have seen this person yet because they're in the woods. I'm going to uh, pump two more arrows into um, the other Denoa situation. 27. Hits. 15 damage. I'm going to play Calislinger on that for another seven. He hasn't been hit yet. Oh, just kidding. Dirty 20. Hits. For 10 damage. And then another six with Calislinger. Right. <laughs> I'm going to end my silent spell also. Okay. Because I see this one thing that we're pretty much going to demolish in the next couple of minutes. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and end it. Sounds like a plan. And that brings us up to, are you going to move at all? Can I roll perception? You can roll perception. I'm going to roll perception. I'm going to end it. I want to kind of jump up on this rock. So that's your bonus action is? Perception. I think I made skills bonus actions anyways. I want to kind of jump up on the rock and I want to get a survey of like what's going on. Okay. The rock's not that big, so you'll get a better view, but not a lot better. 18. 18. Uh, 17, I lied. 17. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. You don't see anything extra. Okay. You probably wouldn't see this mummy creature. No, that's fine. I'm more so panicking the order of light is going to see us. Oh, gotcha. I'm done. It's been her. All right. And that brings us up to Kincaid. Yep. I'm going to move 20 feet closer to my teammates. Okay. And I think once I would hear like sound underneath my boots. Yep. I would let you all know there's something coming behind us. We need to behind get out, us. We need to get out of here. <laughs> behind us. We need to leave. So I'm gonna keep my eye on the mummy creature, but I'm gonna cast firebolt at the scorpion dude. Okay, sounds good. Uh, oh, I think it was a nine. I'm pretty sure it was a nine. Seventeen. Uh, oh, seven. Okay, like nine misses, but seventeen hits. Yeah, it meets actually. But which way? What are you casting? Which Just a firebolt? cantrip. Nineteen damage. Right? You have to pick harder monsters for you guys. No, you don't. It's fine. <laughs> 19 damage? Okay. And so it's fire. He doesn't like it, but... But I'm still watching the other creature. Yep. Because at least we can out, outrun it. It's just barely crawling. Not crawling, but walking very slowly. Basso, finish this guy so we can get out of here. <laughs> All right. 
19. 19 hits. 15 damage. Yep. You still alive? He is. All right. I'm gonna swing again. I hit him. <laughs> 25. <laughs> Sounds good. 10 damage. All right. He is still up. Not looking great, but he's still up. My turn now, right? Your turn. Okay. Ryan, roll a d4. Four. All right. I get to choose. I'm going to choose Nicholas. Vaso, go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw. Four. Four. You guys look over at this zombie that's kind of closing in on you, and you see his eyes are kind of glowing. And then, like, a foggy beam of light connects Vaso and this zombie. And Vaso, your strength just starts to wither away. And you are now half of your strength. As you guys see this mummy creature kind of bulk up and swell in strength as it's taken some of the strength from you. It then reaches behind and grabs a spear and then is going to throw it at Kincaid. So I don't like this plan. (laughs) (laughs) A spear attack coming at you, a 17 to hit. Yep. All right, you are going to take... uh, Vasa, what was your strength? 17. Which was a plus... Uh, Plus three. three. Plus three. Plus three. Okay. So 17. And I'm proficient in strength saving throws. Don't. Hey. (laughs) Hey. Hey. So we're going to do eight plus three. So you take 11 (laughs) piercing damage as you get hit with this spear. Go ahead and make a strength saving throw. I don't get to add anything. One. All right. You get pushed back 20 feet. Holy crap. And you are just barely teetering on the edge of that drop off that you guys had kind of stopped at. So, like, your heels are off the edge, and you're kind of teetering and balancing. But luckily, the spear that was sticking in your chest kind of pulled you back forward. Okay. (laughs) Then I guess my uh, other guy is going to go. He's now going to attack a much weaker barbarian, although that doesn't affect your armor class at all. So, Uh, 21 to hit, though. Yep. All right. Eight bludgeoning damage. Eight. Yep. And you still get a half hit. I think the bite attack misses you with an 11, and the tail attack misses you with a 10. So... That was it. He only hit on one of his three attacks that time, so. I'll take it. That brings us up to Woods, I believe. Woods sees this, correct? You do. Zombie, apocalyptic. Yeah, you definitely would have seen that ghostly shadow sucking the strength from Vaso. All right. She is going to focus her arrows on this feller. 28 to hit. 14 damage. Has he gotten damage yet? He has not gotten damage yet. Oh, crit fail. All right, so you try to you hit him with the first one. Second one. Off the rock. I'm going to say you fall off the rock. Go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. 28, natural okay. 20. So you fall <laughs> off the rock. Go ahead and roll a d6 for your fall damage because you are going to sprain your ankle a little bit. I had a nat 20. I know, okay. on your save. So right. you rolled a three. You yeah. sprained your ankle and you kind of rolled to the side because you hit your ankle. Okay. But luckily, there was a little branch that kept you from rolling off the edge of the cliff. Well, that's good. So you're able to stay on the cliff because you kind of grabbed this branch before you fall off. But my turn's over, but I'm out of, like, eye shot from him. I'm behind the rock. I mean, at this point, we're saying you're dangling from a cliff face. So, yes, you're out of eye shot of him. Okay. I think that's Kincaid then. Well, I'm moving away from the ledge. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. You said the centaur wasn't looking good. He is not looking good. I'm going to magic missile him just to get something off of us. Yep. So that's three darts. Yep. It's automatic hit. Automatic hit. So first one. One. one four, four. Three. 
So seven plus, plus three. three, so ten. Ten. That's enough to take him out. So he poofs into a dark shard, and you're just left with the zombie creature. Does he get his strength back? He's going to get his strength back on the zombie creature's turn. Okay. He has a one-time pull, like Good. a one-time steal. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely did not like this dude. I'm going to expend two sorcery points. Sorry, who did just who just perished? You guys centaur. are taking care of both the centaur scorpions. Okay, but the, the zombie... Okay, sorry. But the, the zombie that's now a little bit more beefy is still around. And I am witch bolting again at second level. Is that a spell attack? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember if I had to do a save or not. 13. His armor class is a 16, so it misses. Vaso, what are you doing? You are weak right now, but you have everything you can do just instead of being a plus three, what would you be, a minus? What is he? Two to strength, I think. Is that minus a- one, because eight's a minus one. Eight's minus one. So you have a minus one to your strength modifier right now. Okay. Uh, did that include my proficiency? You still get your proficiency, but instead of adding three, you're going to do your proficiency minus one. Okay. So it's minus one total. No, what's your proficiency? Three. So, so you're you gonna get a plus minus two. one. Plus two. So you're oh, just okay. a plus two. Oh, I see. Okay. Jet of, so I usually get a six. Now you're two. just two. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So I am going to run up to this zombie and swing away. Okay. Sounds good. And he's still raging, so. Yep. Ten. Ten misses. It's gonna swing again. <laughs> yep, you get two attacks. Fourteen. Fourteen misses also. But it's his turn now, so you feel that he has to blink his eyes. And you gain all of your strength back. So you just swell back up. And now you're like super angry. But he's going to reach out and touch you with like a magical hand. And I need you to make, I think it's a constitution saving throw. 17. 17. You start feeling yourself get lighter as you start to float off the ground. Oh my gosh. But then I don't know how this works in in D&D, but you pass the constitution saving throw. So you fall back to the ground without kind of doing anything. And it looks kind of upset that he wasn't able to levitate you off the ground. He I just growled out. Probably <laughs> not going to run away Correct. from you. So that is his turn. So I'm dangling off the side of a ledge. You are dangling off the side of a ledge. I have to spend my turn getting off the ledge. Full yes. body setup. We'll say that it will take your movement to pull yourself up. Okay, but I can still have my actions. Yes. All so right. you use your move to get up on the ground level, and then you would have your actions. Um, and then I'm going to... Shoot him with a couple of arrows again. Probably have advantage. She does have advantage because of his raging at the moment. Oh, perfect. 27. 27 hits. For 10 plus Callus Slayers, another 5. So 15 total. Second, 12 is 27. Still hits. And 10 damage. All right. Can I do a history check on my turn also? Or no, not when we're in combat. That would be a bonus action to do a history check. But yes, you can. Does you still have a bonus action left? I want to, while this happens, and she's like concentrating and shooting her arrows, she's trying to remember, does she have to be in goddess form to transport back to her temple? Yes, you would have remembered that you needed to be in your god form in order to do the fast travel. Okay. I have to be in my goddess form? Yes. Can I bring people with me? Yeah, because you had brought Kincaid with you when you guys were testing it out. But I have to be in my goddess form. Yep, which okay. we still haven't quite figured out. How to get that. How, how to, to like, that. turn it on and off yep. yet. Okay. It's my turn. I think that's Kincaid then. Uh, Kincaid's looking a little beat up. He's just going to cast Firebolt. Again, this dude's not going to like fire. Probably not. Double sevens, does that count for something? <laughs> 14. 15. 
Uh, that's going to miss. Vaso. Uh, he's going to try to swing at him again. And he's got, your, he's got full strength. You got your full strength now, yep. 18. 18 is going to hit. 10 damage. All right. And he's going to swing again. 24. <laughs> hits. Jeez, you guys. Love it. But seven damage. Seven. All right. Minus seven. It, it is fun to play when it, you're like, it is. you have a plus 12 to something. Yep. yep. All right. It does not like getting hit so much that it is going to kind of drop down, shrink into itself a little bit, and then it shoots out this dark energy. And in a 15 foot radius sphere around it, it is just pitch black, like magical darkness that you can't even see through with your dark vision. And Vasa, go ahead and roll a perception check, but with disadvantage because you're kind of caught a little off guard with the loss of your sight. Uh, 12. All right. Yeah, you don't notice which way it flees, but it is. you sense that it's moved away from you in this confusion of the darkness. That's its turn. I have a question. I may have an answer. The gust cantrip. You have it right. Is that right there? Yeah, do you need it? Yeah, can I read it? So gust doesn't, like this blackness, do I discern is just take away the sunlight or is it actually something could that I think I could like blow away blow away go ahead and roll a, a arcana check 17 you would know that from like because you also cast a fog cloud yeah you can usually like taste like the mist or if there was a dust cloud you could kind of like feel the grit yeah you don't feel any of that right now so it seems like it's more magical it's not something that's physically there you could blow out of the way Okay. So you would not think Gust would clear it out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I want to shoot an arrow into it. Oh, into the dark. You're in the dark. Right I'm now. in the dark. Well, let's see. You're 15. It's a 15-foot radius, so you probably were outside of it. So just right around Vasa, because you probably got pushed back. So yeah, it's just around Vasa, about a 15-foot radius. So a 30-foot sphere is just darkness around Vaso and this creature. Can I, can I look anything? at Woods and go, like... Like direct you, like we can. You go to the right, I go to the left. Yeah, we, we can kind of go around it. We can flank it. I'm just thinking, I'm gonna shoot an arrow into it. Well, you can gonna... move to see if you can see it. Yep. Maybe it, it's trying to run away. Okay, can I do a quarter? Yeah, can I like take my movement to see if it's left the darkness sphere? Yeah, so you're gonna go around one side and then Kincaid's starting to go around yeah. the other side. That's can we fine. see him. Go ahead and roll your perception check. 13. You do not see him. Can I hear anything? It just It's just dark, right? It's just dark, so there's still sound. So you get a sense that you hear some shuffling, since this thing shuffles and doesn't really step. All right. So I think you can identify that that's probably the monster, not Vaso. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to close my Don't eyes. I'm, shoot me. <laughs> I'm going to remember where Vaso was, assume he's not going to move. I've moved, and I feel like... I'm just this good. I would hope. <laughs> You're going to have disadvantage. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> with Lucha's bow, and I'm going to shoot where I think the monster is. Okay. But I want to aim lower body. Aim lower body? Yeah. Okay. Still have disadvantage. I got a two, so 14. Uh, misses. We'll try again. Deep breath. I didn't hit him though, right? No. Deep breath. I'm like, really? harnessing <laughs> my goddess. She breathes in and she shoots a 23. Right, 23 hits. Yes. Uh, 14 damage plus another one, 15 total. Right. You hear a satisfying thud, but 
the darkness doesn't go away. Okay. Kincaid. I would carry out my plane and just walk to the left yep. to flank it and then just ready a spell if I see it All right, pop so you're out. Ready a spell. If it pops out, you can then launch your attack. Yes. How close are you getting to the sphere? Oh, not very close. <laughs> I assumed. I just wanted to kind of have a general like idea. 20, 30 feet. Okay. I assumed you were doing about the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm shooting a bow, so I'm at ranger distance. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Vaso, you are in the darkness. All right, what's Vaso feeling? Is he feeling agitated at all? Yeah, you're still raged, but you're not not in Dorma. You just put put together you're still in Ivana. You're just in some sort of magical induced blindness. Maybe you just think you've gone blind like he threw something in your eyes because you don't know that you're surrounded by darkness. You just can't see. Okay. Do I hear him shuffling around? I'll let you roll a perception check for your bonus action. 18. 18, yes. You can definitely make out, especially after you heard the arrow shots, mm-hmm. and you're kind of heightening your senses because you can't see. You can definitely tell where this creature's at. So he is going to just go right at it and just swing away. <laughs> like Love it. this. Battle in the dark. <laughs> Battle in the dark. 18. All right. 18 hits. 10 damage. All right. Still, still in the blackness. Oh, that's, do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's my turn, right? Because I had perception get, and. Well, your normal attack is multi-attack. Yeah, so you're gonna just swing again. Nineteen, still hits. Believe it or not. Twelve. All right. Woods, mm-hmm. go ahead and roll a Constitution saving mm. throw. Sixteen. All right. So you see these piercing gaze kind of come out, this ghostly vision, but you are able to fend off losing your dexterity. Oh, thank God. <laughs> And it is quite upset, so it is going to just try to claw uh, Vaso. It crit fails, though, so it's looking pretty weak. As I said, this is a pretty weak monster. So it hits you. I don't you. think so. It, yeah, I was going to say, we've been working on this guy for it, a while. It hits you, but like it feels like he's just like slapping you. <laughs> so do we see him now? No, you can't see him. But like, I picture also he's like wrapped in toilet paper because he's a mummy. <laughs> so I picture just little strips of like cloth just like brushing against you. So this is a kind of a slight homebrew character. It's built based off of one, but he uh, has to steal all of his uh, stats. <laughs> it's That's cool. Cute. Stat stealer. Yep. You okay. little stat stealer. Uh, Kincaid or Woods. Sorry, it's you. It's my turn. Okay, I'm gonna kind of do the same thing, right? Like just kind of yep. close her eyes, really focus in on the sound. I've heard. You're still gonna have disadvantage. That's fine. I'll take disadvantage. Well, but since I'm next to him, does. I mean, she still has disadvantage because okay. she's trying to hit a yeah. small target in the darkness. In the dark. Yep. And you're okay. there. No, no, and there's you. no visual for her to cue it off. Ooh, two eights. Dirty 20. All right, dirty 20 still hits. 13, and another three for Callus Slayer, so 16 total. All right. We're going to do it again, another deep breath, closing our eyes. 22. With disadvantage. Yeah, disadvantage. (laughs) Oh, 12 to hit. Yeah, so you let out that final arrow, and you just see that there's this... Only see it for like an instant because it turns into a dark shard, but you see this like probably the size of like a one foot tall mummy at this point. Just has like an arrow sticking into the side of it. Yeah. And then it poofs into a black shard. And the darkness goes away. The darkness goes away. Hey guys, it's Sam. 
I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. Guys, we we yeah, can't we, stay we, here. We no, have to we, leave. We got to go. We have to leave. I mean, we need to. I, how long does silence last for? Up to 10 minutes. I think you dispelled you got it. Rid of it. No, I know, but I can do it again. I'm just wondering if we just need to like silence stealth our way out of here so we do not encounter anyone I think they escaped over this way. Fan out. Make sure you catch her them. I'm going to... We can't let him get to the medic tent. And then you guys start hearing quite a bit of ruffling in a pattern where they've kind of fanned out. So they're kind of like a search party. Why don't they want to see the ref? They... they, Do we see? They scampered off over there someplace, I think. It sounded like they fought something. Kincaid's in bad shape. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no outrunning these people. Do I open up? Do I open a rift? Do we want to pop over to Dharma? No. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if we want to like get away. You think it's worse on that side? Yeah. Do we go to the med tag? Do you know they're just gonna kill us? Kincaid, you hear a ear piercing whistle, like a, you know, like a, no, no, oh. <laughs> like a. Lost survivor type of like calling whistle, like the, like a referee would have. Okay, you just hear this loud whistle as you look over, and there is this human, probably twenty year old, full order of light gear, and he's just got like a gaunt, scared look on his face, and he's blowing his whistle like as hard as he can, and then he stops blowing. He's like. There's a shadow. A shadow's here. There's a shadow. And then he like goes back to blowing his whistle really hard. Are we hiding behind well, the rock? I mean, he's seen you guys at this point. At least oh, Kincaid. I'm going to tell you all to go hide behind a tree. Do you want fog? I mean, I can do fog. He's already seen me, so there's okay. no point. Okay, we're going to we're gonna go hide. We're going to stealth. <laughs> go ahead and roll your stealth. 23. 23? 21. 21. So you guys are in stealth. I'm going to... Figure out what's happening to you guys in a second. Okay. Kincaid, what are you doing with this? I guess since I've been seen, I'm going to just rush up to him. Is he? He's bleeding. He's not bleeding. He's just terrified. <laughs> like, he's seen a ghost, kind of. You can tell he's got training in, like, military. He's an Order of Light person. You've dealt with Order of Light people, but he looks very scared to see you. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. And he's going to take a swing at you as soon as you get close. <laughs> Let me uh, swing away and see what happens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was. We're hilarious. gonna get captured. Uh, Eighteen to hit you. Yep. All right. Take seven piercing damage. Kincaid's down. All right. So Kincaid <laughs> got down. I hate you, damn torchies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hate do, you. Do we see this? Foolish <laughs> torchies. Do we, do we see this? Do we see he's down? Yeah, you see that he's down. Hey, hey don't worry. Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> they're gonna go. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, I'm gonna go help go. him. Yeah, I hate I'm you go all. Him. I'm gonna go cure. I'm gonna. Uh, well, he's I standing. had such a nice life on a ship. <laughs> I was on the water. No, my as captain as, tells me to come rescue you. As soon as Kincaid goes down, you see that the order of like that 20 year old guy like starts trying to like 
fumble through his pack to grab something and he drops these mandibles like on the ground because he's just like shaking because he's so nervous. You get the sense he's trying to like shackle Kincaid while he's down, but okay. he's too nervous that he keeps like tripping and falling over himself. All right, can I shoot a couple arrows at him and do you want to go get uh, Kincaid? You, you go heal Kincaid. I will deal with the, the kid. Okay. Uh, before, okay. Do you want me I'm to shoot I'm, an arrow I'm on my way? I'm actually glad I'm down. <laughs> do you want me to shoot an arrow on my way? No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to go up to Kincaid. Can I put a healing potion down his throat? He's right next to a person. He charged the person, got hit with the sword. Yeah. And you're just going to run up there and try to help him? Yeah, we're both charging. He's going to charge and attack the the soldier, the scared soldier, and I'm going to go help. Let's have right, Basim so first to see if he distracts the guard. I yeah, don't know what so to call I'm going to go up and basically shove him down. All right. So that he, you know, he, and hopefully disarm him. And I'm going to explain to him that, hey, we're fighting the Danoa too. We're on your side. Go ahead and you roll a competing strength check. He's going to do an acrobatics check. 19. All right. It rolled a 21 to dive out of the way. So you charge in and you like go to like tackle him. But he like, as he's already bending down to pick up the mandibles, kind of like tumbles and rolls out of the way. And he gets back up and he starts blowing his whistle again. And he starts announcing multiple shadows. There's multiple shadows. I need help now. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him and be like, Hey, we're not Dinoa. We just killed that zombie. I know you're a shadow. And then you see What are you him talking about, shadow? Pull out like another dagger and he's got two, he's got a short sword and a dagger in his hand now and he's kind of crouched down and he's not as scared anymore, but he's still a little petrified as you hear some people come out of the jungle behind you. So he's no longer alone. Can I give him this healing potion? Do I have time to do that? Yeah, I'd say because he dove out of the way from Vasa's charge. So he, you did successfully get him away from Kincaid, so you can come in and give him a healing potion. It's 1d4 plus his constitution. So 4 plus 4, so you have 8 and then whatever your constitution is. 2. So you get 10 back. So if I was down to negative hit points, so I get 10 back. Is yeah, that... you always go to 0. So it's so just 0, so I'm at 10 now. 10 now. Did you do any death saves? I don't think we had to get you there. Well, Because they, they were pretty yeah. fast to get yeah. to you. I don't think I didn't do Also, that was our last healing. Uh, no, we have one more. Ugh, punk kid. <laughs> I hate you, Torchy, so much. <laughs> Guys, this is not good. We need to figure out what we're doing. And we're Red and Mac. You're seeing yourself get surrounded. Kincaid, you're still on the ground. And you notice that something fell out of that kid's pocket when he dove out of the way. It's about a small, I don't know, about the size of a deck of cards. How far away is it from me? It's right next to you. Can I pick it up? You totally can pick it up. I'm picking up. The deck of cards. Bicycle. <laughs> when it comes to playing cards. They're number one I, in my heart. Number one. Just I am so great. spoken for with bicycle uh, cards. Uh, we are not sponsored by them. Pretty sure we might have offended them. <laughs> I didn't. Personally to their face. I think I saved it quite nicely. I wasn't there. so I, oh. I wasn't there either. Katie was. She'll defend me. All right. So I'm looking at this object. It's literally a deck of cards. Open it up. I mean, you guys are in the middle of a combat. If you want to open up and check out the cards, go I'm going to sneak it into <laughs> your pocket. My pocket. Guys, what are we? I don't know. Go ahead and What's everybody everybody roll a history check and you're going to have advantage. 15. 18. 13. I'm going to say that Kincaid, you are going to remember it and Woods are going to remember it. 
even though Vaso, you rolled a little bit higher, you haven't really had a chance to see it yet because I just remembered. You guys remember when you were teetering over the cliff edge that there was a river at the bottom of the cliff? Guys, want to go first swim? Yeah, we need, I, we need an exit plan. Okay. If we don't want to get caught, I'm going to cast fog at a second level spell. All right, love and it. And I'm going to fog in front of us, and we are going to slide down the ravine into the river. Okay, so you fogged in front of you, so there's that one. Do we kid. think we could jump into yeah. it? Yeah, you could jump into it. You're gonna maybe take a D, let's say two D six of fall damage, just because it is quite a distance and you're landing in water. I'll like I'll let you do a deck save to I, see how you land. Let's do it that way. If you're jumping into the water. Oh, I don't have any more spell slots. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing, so I can't heal you. You can slide down the ravine though, and not take as much damage if we don't jump, right? It's kind of like it's like a cliff, cliff face. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Can, can, I, can I give him my inspiration card? Yeah, you can give him. I, no, it's I'll all to be tradable. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need it. 2d10. Okay. 2D6 well, damage. Advantage on. Oh, you get advantage, yeah. On the deck save. Okay, thank you. So what am I rolling? All right, all right so, so we're going to so cast down? fog cloud in front of us to create illusion, and we're going to ju- we're gonna run and jump down into the water. Wait, even though I can swim and breathe in water, I can't just like dive in there? That's a good point. You could dive oh, in. Yeah, I can, I'm just going to run and dive in the water. Yeah, shouldn't he get like mega advantage? <laughs> mega advantage? Thanks for I thinking me though, bro. I won't make him roll any deck saves. You're going to take only 1d6 just because of the height. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's fine. All right. Okay. But I need Nick to roll a d4 first. Three. Three. All right. So as you guys are running to jump off this cliff face, you said you fogged cloud in front of you so you could block your escape. Yeah but you still have that one kid that really wasn't part of that group. So as you guys are kind of running off to the side of it, you feel yourself get hit in the back with a dagger okay. of woods. Okay. So take six piercing damage. Okay. You got one attacking in while you guys were fleeing. That's basically what happened. I just need to know who he was attacking. That's I can take it. All right, Kincaid, you don't have to do this. Vaso and Woods, go ahead and roll a oh. dexterity saving throw. 12. <laughs> 17. 17, all right. Uh, Vaso, you're going to take 2d6 fall damage. Woods, you're going to take 3d6 fall damage as Woods' belly flops. <laughs> um, eight damage. Wee. Eight no, damage. I, I just do 1d6. Yeah, just 1d6 since you're accustomed to water. Two. Two. And as you guys jump into the swift moving water, you start feeling yourself get pulled to the southwest. Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode. 